Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We're your humble, happy hosts. We're broadcasting live from surprisingly cold Austin, Texas. Now, listeners, notice how much I'll be complaining about the heat in probably about two seconds when it all of a sudden starts <laughs> being 120 yourself. every day. Think it's like the day after so listen, tomorrow. We have a lot of uh, quick announcements, and then we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. You guys were really liking the topic of the Ford um, you know, conversational pattern. I think we really kind of drove it home yesterday and how – you know, it's funny. We get some of us. I see this in my upper end coaching clients. They get to the point where they're successful, they're making a lot of money, and maybe they re- remembered and been taught Ford decades before, before they really became successful. And and now they're in a situation where basically they've lost touch with some of the very same basic things that it's required and that they had to implement in the first place for them to get to where they are. And I always enjoy those emails because they'll be like, hi, Tim and Julie, I met you at an event in, you know, 1999. And, you know, my team sells 600 houses a year and all this. And I was listening to your radio show. And my first impression when I heard you talking about Ford was I was going to stop listening. And then I, uh, then I started just listening and I realized how much I personally, I had several emails like this. I personally have gotten away from um, being a good a listener and question asker and have, have fallen back into the habit of basically, you know, allowing my ego to dominate my thoughts and as a result of that my behaviors around other people and my communication you know and i it's important that you guys get and and i you know this is just true with every of all of us if we don't remind ourselves on a regular basis what we're here to do and we're here to be of service to others that's our number one job on earth is to be of service to others that's a values thing and i think a lot of you listen to us every day because you feel the same way and everything that everything follows that thought. So if you know you're here to be of service to others and help other people solve their problems, help other people's experience in this plant be better, then what happens is you're going to, you know, if you believe that, your integrity is going to make it so that you want to get better at your skills. You're going to want to get better at your presenting, better at your problem solving, better at your objection handling, better at all those things that are necessary uh, for you, so that you can be of service to other people. You guys see that? And there's a direct correlation between the amount of your experience on this planet, the amount of stuff you have, the lifestyle you have, the security you have, the experiences you've had, and the number of people that you've been able to help. So when you see somebody that's had a lot, that has a lot more, maybe an agent that you know you're jealous of, or whoever, it doesn't matter what, just remind yourself that the reason that they are where they are isn't because they've gamed it, been given it, uh, stole it, cheated for it, done any of those things. It's because they have figured out a way to provide a service that uh, you know that enough people are willing to pay for that they're able, they're able to make that much more money. So when, you know, Julie and I, I'm, I'm kind of meandering off the Ford topic here, but I'll get back. And when Julie and I uh, remind you guys, hopefully, and long-time listeners, I know we're in perfect harmony. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. But when we remind you your product is profit, yeah, it sounds hardcore, doesn't sound very, you know, people first, doesn't sound be, very uh, being of service. And I get that. I understand how, you know, if you don't see the whole picture, you'll see those things as conflict. But here's the point. You only have product, or you only have profit, rather, when you actually are providing a high level of service to enough folks. And if you don't have profit, 
it's because in a small business that's not publicly traded, I'm not talking about big businesses here. I'm talking about mom and pop businesses like all of us run. You know, that's what all of us are doing. We're just basically small-time business owners. I don't care how many houses you are selling. You're still a small-time business owner in the scheme of things. If you're not producing, uh, if you're not creating a lot of profit, it's because you literally aren't doing you, your skill set, your business set, the way you're going about doing things is not the level it, it could be. And ultimately, that comes down to your mindset about being a higher level of service to your customers. You guys, I know some of you aren't really ready for that, or some of you guys aren't really, that's not like really perfectly in sync with where you are in your evolution. Some of you guys are new to owning a business. Some of you guys are new to real estate. But just don't forget that, because when you come across that you know, bridge where you're trying to understand why it is that you know, things work the way they do, if you could just remember that what I just shared with you guys, it'll save you a lot of anxiety. I wish someone would have told me that you know, 25 years ago. Trust me, it would have saved me a lot of anxiety. Uh, so we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday, and we're talking about Ford. And Ford is basically a conversational pattern um, you know, that you guys should all be internalizing and following and making that part of your, you know, your script of life. And then you know, everything that you, you'll see the difference it makes when you're communicating with folks. But before we pick up where we left off yesterday, uh, Julie has a shout-out, and I believe this one is from our private Facebook group. Jules? Yes, indeed it is. And this is from Mr. Mark Mayer in Hilton Head, South Carolina. He writes, I just love this post. This is so, uh, you know, the epitome of what I want everybody to be embracing, okay? He writes, well, family, to our Facebook family and all of our fellow members and listeners here, I have been working 12-hour days doing what you don't want to do, what you, when I don't want to do it, and I'm doing it at the highest level since December 1st. So, to date, I have 12 new listings and seven pending sales only two of which are referrals or sphere of influence. And I think he's kind of implying that he may have gotten those anyway, right? But the rest are expireds for sale by owners or unrepresented sellers or from door knocking. Of the seven sales, four were listings that I, uh, that I listed in 2017 and on the market less than three weeks. So not only did he take action, take the listing, but he's already turned them into pendings, Okay. So uh, at 53 years of age, you finally realize what works. Thank you, Tim and Julie. <laughs> so there you are. Love it. Yeah, I think that's really – yeah, me too. And, you know, I, I'm very encouraged and motivated. I actually was just talking with Coach Rochelle. Um, I was just chatting with her. And uh, you know what, Julie? We have been – I know you've seen this too. We've, we've talked about this. We've seen how many new agents are getting into the business. But I'll, in new agents, guys, it doesn't just mean some millennial that, you know, just out of college. New agents are people of all ages. And I have to tell you, that's a validation for me of this career path you and I have chosen because we have we love this industry. We just do. I honestly, guys, as far as residential commercial, that's fine. Residential real estate, that is where our heart and soul, our professional heart and soul is. And when I hear you guys embracing real estate, when I hear you guys realizing that this is the vehicle that you can actually finally fulfill your desires, uh, you, you know this is the mechanism to actually make all those things happen you wanted to accomplish in your life. I'm so happy for you because that is so true. It is. But just don't lose sight of really what matters here. You're in a people-helping business. You just happen to be selling real estate. When you get good at selling real estate, the business skills that you would have had to have learned to get good at it and have a good profit margin will be applicable to any kind of business you have in your life. So, you know, get really good at this. Have the mindset no matter how old you are, that you are going to absolutely become the best version of you that there is. 
And you have to realize that you are a salesperson. Don't fight it. The rest of the world sees you as a salesperson. Just you are. And as such, embrace it because the fact is, is the richest of the rich folks have always been real estate. Anybody who – I'm sorry, have always been salespeople. And anybody who is successful at anything, and it doesn't matter if they're a doctor, it doesn't matter if they're an accountant, it doesn't matter if they're anything – there is an aspect of what's made them successful, and that aspect is because they know how to sell. So just get over your – some of you guys are carrying with you issues about being a salesperson. Being a salesperson is easy. Being a great salesperson takes work. It takes focus. It takes practice. That's what you have to do. Become the best version of you as a salesperson. Master your craft. Some of you guys have not had the opportunity in you know maybe decades – to really show what you have inside of you, make it this industry. Make it this year. Make it this month. Make it today. Don't, don't say, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Don't say, I'm going to think about it. Don't say, I'm going to get back to it. Don't say, you know, if, you know, when the clouds part and God reaches down and says, okay, now is your time. Decide that now is your time, and then, guys, start implementing. And you'll see what an amazing blessing being a residential real estate agent is. Truly. All right, Julie, do you have any other shout-outs? Do you want to get back to where we left off? I think we'll return back to one of my favorite uh, scratch patterns, Ford, which, again, stands for Family Occupation Recreation Dreams. This is simply a memory jogger to remind you to make your conversations all about the other person. It is a great ego removal plan for you to be following. We got into this quite a bit on yesterday's podcast, so if you missed that, you can re-listen to it or listen to it for the first time. We went over the fact that using family occupation recreation dreams as your uh, conversation pattern does indeed remove your ego. It gets you into question-asking mode. Remember when you ask questions, you are directing how the conversation is going, and you're also creating conversation on purpose versus getting yes or no conversation-killing answers. We talked about the fact that when the other party is speaking about themselves, it automatically makes them feel special, important, paid attention to. And I wanted to really drill down on the importance of the O in the Ford today. So, you know, we talked about yesterday questions you can use with the F, family questions. How are the kids? How are the pets? How, if you lived here forever, did you move from somewhere else? We talked about how to break the ice. So the F, family questions are there to break the ice and enter you into conversation. So then when you move on to the O, and Tim, I really want to drill down on the fact that ultimately we're trying to get the other party to ask, so how's real estate? And once you get that question, or it may be what is it that you do for a living if they don't know that you're in real estate, for our listeners to know that you are to always answer in a positive light. I don't care if you wake up tomorrow and it's you know a whole new recession, unlikely, but if that were to happen and you feel like saying, oh, my gosh, I don't know what's happening in the world and real estate's, you know, kicking my butt and coming to a halt or maybe you had an inspection that just, you know, killed a deal, that's really not the right answer. Would you agree with that, Tim, that we always want to say something positive? Real estate's great. I'm so glad you asked. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely the best way of saying it. Now, that, but always follow up with that. With being prepared, and this is kind of the meandering into market knowledge, you guys have to have a daily update on what's going on in the market. And as a real estate practitioner, you're going to have to have at least a thorough understanding of your daily CMA um, statistics, new listings, what's sold days in the market, um, you know, all that stuff. Master that. And what we always tell of our newer age, well, hell, all of them, is to have literally a printout 
or you know you can have it on your uh, mobile device where you can literally have all the stats right in front of you. Nobody is going to be you know shocked if you have to whip out the stats from your mobile device or your folded up piece of paper in your pocket or purse and whatever, and then say, hey, look, this is what's going on in the market. These are the market facts, and then slip into the conversation. Would you like me? To, would, are you curious about what your home's current value is? They'll all say yes, I promise you. And then you say, well, have you been thinking about putting it for sale? This probably would be a great time for you to have the house for sale. And if they say no, say no problem. I'll go ahead and get the, uh, the CMA over to you. By the way, do you know of anyone who's thinking about buying or selling that I should be helping? Those are three questions right there, guys, that will lead directly to business that just comes from the conversations that you're already having, assuming you get out of the house from time to time every single day. If you are a social person who has lots of different things that go on and you run into people on a regular basis and you just you're not realizing that those are folks that also could use your help, you're missing the opportunity. The most successful agents that we have ever coached are the ones that combine the actual grinding and outwork, the prospecting, the doing the real heavy lifting with the social stuff. And the social stuff becomes a killer spoke for them. If you can combine those two things, you have – truthfully, if you combine those two things, if all you do is learn how to work FISBOS expires in your centers of influence and you do maybe two social things uh, per week, that's probably all you'll ever have to do for all your lead generation, like forever, no matter what happens, ever. Yes, but Tim, <laughs> you know? you're not talking about dabbling. You're talking about mm-hmm. taking it seriously, systematizing right. it, putting it on your schedule, doing it consistently, understanding the accumulation effect not just toying with it and maybe door knocking four or five doors today and maybe I'll try it again next month and see how it goes. We're talking about taking it seriously as a spoke and committing to being the best at it. At least I think that's what you are implying with them. Of course. Being able to have that balance between the prospecting aspect as well as, uh, you know, the past client center of influence aspect. I find that a lot of agents don't have these conversations because they don't have that back-end knowledge. You know, I'm so glad that you said that. I had that in my secondary notes here about know something about what you're talking about, not just about your current deals that we're putting together, but in fact, what are the current interest rates? You know, you can get a 15-year mortgage right now for 3%. That's pretty crazy, right? I think that's going to motivate some people. A 30-year mortgage for 4% is pretty standard. So know what the going interest rate is. I, I wanted to put together a little list so that when this opens up and they say, real estate's great, I'm so glad you asked. And I always add to that the script, I've set a goal of helping at least three more families buy or sell real estate in the next month. Who do you know who could really use my help? That is an easy script to memorize. It's really only two or three questions. I'm sorry, uh, uh, sentences when they say, how's real estate? Real estate's great. I've been so blessed to help so many people. In fact, I've set a goal of helping three more families. Notice how I'm phrasing that, of helping three more families buy or sell real estate in the next month. Who do you know? Not do you know someone. Who do you know? Who could really use my help? See, we find that people are more likely to, quote, help you out versus using a script like, hey, Tim, when do you plan on moving? You know, maybe you, you know, that's a little too direct for most people, and they don't even use that script. So we want to keep it positive, but then realize that when somebody opens that up and you're having a conversation about real estate, you've got to have that back-end knowledge so you don't get yourself into too much hot water. And I think that at least 50% probably are more analytical and amiable friends and listeners out there. They don't go that far into conversations because they're afraid of being put on the spot. Would you agree with that, Tim? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. 
you know, and then they don't open their mouths and they don't get into these conversations in the first place. So again, your answer is always positive. Remember also, always send thank you cards or gifts when people give you referrals, even if the referral doesn't work out. It's not their fault if it doesn't work out. So that can also expand your center of influence and tighten your grip. So then what about the R and the D questions? Now you rarely get to the R and the D. Most of the time you break the ice with the F, family, and then occupation gets you into a real estate conversation. But should you get into recreation questions, which are more likely with people you know, some basic stuff, depending on what you know about them, very simple. How is your snowboarding, skiing, playing soccer, acting in the theater, volunteering at your kid's school, whatever the case may be, how is that going? What are you looking forward to the most this year? Any great vacation plans imagined? Real or imagined, planned or imagined, I wrote. Dream questions. What's your New Year's resolution? What would happen if I found you a great rental, a flip, a move up? Have you considered investing this year in real estate? You see how much easier it becomes to talk about real estate. And I just wrote, if you know them really well, curious, if you didn't have to work anymore, how would you fill your days? Now, I want you to notice about all of these questions. Remember, this isn't really a script. It's a memory jogger filled with questions. All of these questions, whether they're family, occupation, recreation, or dreams, are who, what, why, where, how questions. Because you cannot have yes or no answers when you start your questions like that. Does that make sense, Tim? It does. And, and, and I'll give you, this is a question that even the most amiable, passive, don't want to ever, you know, those of you who are just basically dipping your toes into realizing that you're salespeople, uh, you're just totally uncomfortable with it. Matter of fact, me, the idea of you calling yourself a salesperson makes you barf a little bit. I get it, okay? I know a lot of you guys are like that. But let me get, it's just all about your scripting. I promise you folks, it's just about your approach. Here, here's a perfect thing you can say. And there's not a single one of you that will have any problem whatsoever with this line. And you can use this line as kind of like um, this, this little short script. You can use this to basically uh, spin off into other directions too, as I'll show you. Who do you know that I should be helping buy or sell their home? Who do you know that's that it. I should be helping, Julie, buy or sell their home? That's right. That's it. Okay. That's it. It's that's who, it. not do you. Now, if you ask do you, they automatically don't think about anything. Well, nobody comes right. to mind. Who do you know? Who do right. you know? And, you know, when we teach this, we also bring up and the coaches bring up, you can elaborate from there. Who do you know who just found out they're relocating? Who do you know in your neighborhood who's trying to sell their home on their own? Who do you know who's tried and it didn't work out? The first one was a for sale by owner question. The second one is an expired question, right? Who do you know at your work has relocated? You can kind of mix and match all of these questions. But the main thing is to be willing to ask those questions. And, of course, the more you do this, the easier it is to talk about real estate and ask for business and ask for referrals. I also want to remind everyone, it's good for you to know what all of your clients, past clients, your center of influence, what they do, and be referring them business whenever you possibly can do that and tighten that. You know, a lot of our coaching clients, when they have past client uh, parties or events at their homes, they try to bring in somebody that they know that has their own business, right? So the pop buys, one of our clients in California, great friends with his local bakery. So he knows the bakery owner. He does his pop buys with a, a little bread kit mix so that you are tightening up those relationships and weaving the web between all of your contacts. That way it's so much easier to talk about what you do, and they'll even feel almost obligated to give you all of their real estate referrals when but, they hear those. So that's, that's, a, that's a fine line, right? And I know you guys need to – please be clear about this. 
And I know there's coaching programs out there, guys, that are trying to lead you to believe that you can just drop off seeds and pumpkin pies and wrapping yeah, paper and all that. Enough. And we, we love not enough. So it, it now, a long time ago, maybe it was, maybe like in the 80s it was enough because nobody else was doing stuff like that. It was before the Internet. It felt special. But now what will happen in most markets, you're going to have two or three agents that are dropping off pumpkin – or uh, you know, forget-me-not seeds in April and pumpkin pies in November. So it yeah. becomes oversaturated. The idea has become oversaturated. But we still want you to do it, but you have to follow it up with a phone call. So here's the funny thing about phone call or, and just using the phone in general. Most of you guys, if you're younger, are going to say, I only, well, I mean, younger anymore, it's about everybody. I only want to text. I only want to do this. I only want to do the other thing. You know, that's how people in my generation communicate. And you're right. That is the prominent way that you have probably come to communicate. But if you want to learn how to, if you want to sell, if you actually want to make money, you have to do the exact opposite of what everyone else is doing. And you have to pick up the phone. You have to actually call them. You have to bridge that gap. That's what you have to do, and because nobody else is doing it. Listen to the superstar interviews that we do. When we have, like, the legendary agents on our shows, when I've interviewed and you, some of those guys are our own personal clients, you'll hear to a person that they do the electronic, the digital, the Facebooking, and they do some of them will do direct mail. They'll do all the stuff, but what they, they do all of it with the it, backing it up by phone calls because they know – now, if you have to choose between doing the phone calls and, and all the other stuff, you do the phone calls because the other stuff by itself doesn't work that well or at all. The phone calls does. And here's the thing I love about picking up the phone and being proactive with your lead generation. You can control the result. You can control how well you deliver the script. You can control how you, uh, well you listen. You can control how, how effective you are with your skills when you are actually making those direct contacts. When you're doing anything else, anything passive, anything that maybe is branding, anything like that, you can't control the result, can you? And that sucks. I hate that. And if you have a limited budget, if you have limited money, if you have limited time, if you have limited – I mean, let's just be honest. Many of you guys get into this business because you're looking for a bridge in income or you're looking for a replacement income or you're looking for additional income. You don't have an endless pot of money to blow on maybe things that will someday hopefully work. You need money now, and the only way you're going to get the money now for the rest of your career is to learn the things that other people won't do and do the other things that people won't do. Oh, yes, long-time listeners, you know what I'm about to say. Long-term, ever-increasing success comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And, and, you know, guys, if you're now sitting here listening to us, it's basically still marginally the beginning of the year, beginning of February, and some of you are saying, okay, I'm trying to get my momentum together. It's still crappy outside. No one's at my office. We're still waiting for the spring and all this other stuff. Everyone's told me that nobody lists their house until the spring. If you're already buying into all that, if you're already basically on this this path of procrastination, I promise you that you are going to have a really hard year for your real estate career because you're waiting too long. The best agents are already out there focused. They've got their business plans in place. They're focused on the listings. They're going after the opportunity that's there. They're building their business, and that is, what I mean by that is their listings, and they probably already have you know, basically are well on their way to exceeding their goals, the number of listings they need to have. If none of these things I just said resonates with you, if you don't know what I'm talking about as far as having a business plan, if you don't know basically how to go about executing all of that, we've made it super simple for you. I want to give you our book, um, The Real Estate Treasure Map. And again, if you guys see this every day, 
and I joke because still there's people that are doing this. Guys, the book is on Amazon. It's for sale. Uh, it's there. You can go buy it. And when you buy it, we get $9.80, so go right ahead. But I want to give it to you for free. And to get it for free, all you have to do is go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Or if you're on our uh, website, which a lot of you are, just fill out that little form. We're going to give you that uh, real estate treasure map, which is your fill-in-the-blank uh, business plan, and all those other books that are there as well. Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate and all those other books. So, guys, drill down, complete that, get that done, fill out the form. And, by the way, you're also entitled to a call with one of our new member coaches, and they're going to help you get started um, answering questions about your business plan. Simple. We've done the heavy lifting for you. You just need to take the action. Next point, Julie. Yeah, that's that's basically it. We're there. We have uh, rounded the bend. The major point here is don't use the excuse anymore. I don't know what to say. That's why I'm not calling my past clients, my centers of influence, having lunches, brunches, you know, events with them. You now do know what to say. We have been in excuse removal, <laughs> objection removal. Now you have to do this. And I have to remind everyone, whenever we have events and we, we have our, you know, like our top 100 in real estate event, and we had all these great grizzled veterans up there, one of the questions that you asked them that really still resonates with me coaching-wise is what would you have done differently looking back of your vast careers and they all answered the same thing. I would have been better at yep. talking to my past clients and centers of influence. And the reason that they stated was they spent thousands, tens of thousands of dollars on marketing that they know now, looking back, that they wouldn't have had to spend creating new business had they been better at nurturing their old business. And I think that's really telling coming from people who have literally done thousands and thousands of transactions that looking back, they regret being bad at this. But, yes. Julie, if you expand on that, because we have done that before, and I know exactly what you're talking about, because it was mm -hmm. a really funny moment. We had a private event in Laguna Beach. We were at the Montage Hotel. We had Greg Newman. If you guys are in San Diego, you know who he is, an absolute rock star, somebody we've known forever. And uh, he was on stage, and I was interviewing him in front of this audience. And it was not a big audience. It was a private event. And the question I asked him was, what does he do for his centers of influence and past clients? And he said, nothing. I do nothing with them. Remember, this guy sells tons of houses. Then the follow-up question is, what's the number one thing you regret not doing in your real estate business? Guess what his answer was? Not working at centers of influence and past clients. Now, so and that's the thing. Is in you guys, a lot of you are new, newer, and I, if you're basically only in this business for, say, 24 months or less, you probably have been taught wrong. You've been taught that you have to buy your business. You've been taught that you have to brand yourself, that bus benches and, you know, but all this crap, right? You know, I had literally an email from somebody who emailed me um, probably a month ago asking me. They got solicited by somebody who sells urinal cakes for men's bathrooms I asking that. me if I thought oh. it was a good idea. I didn't read it on the radio because I didn't want to embarrass him. But he thought it was a good Ew. idea to have his name and his phone number and his little slogan. It was like, you know, I don't remember what it was, you know, Hank sells houses or something on these urinal cakes. I asked him. You know, in an email, I said, can you imagine where in what world and what parallel universe that would be a good idea for you? <laughs> I mean, yeah. guys, don't believe the bullshit. It's not true. It's just a straight-up lie. These are just people trying to sell you stuff. They're trying to get, you know, that's it. That's the bottom line. The education that you need to have, the, the lead generation tools that you need to master, guess what? The, the leads are then 
free. You won't have to buy leads. You can endlessly supply the number of leads you want to have when you want to have them, and you don't have to be dependent on other people. That's the sense of freedom I want you guys to have. Look, real estate can be a huge curse. It can be an absolute nightmare if you don't do it the right way, and it can be the biggest blessing if you do it uh, the right way. And that's the simple way, the straightforward way, the honest and ethical way, but it does require that you learn scripts and you become the best version of you. Not everyone's going to do this business the same way. We recognize that. Everyone has different strengths and weaknesses. We recognize that. But what everyone must do is they must accept the fact that the more you learn, the more you earn, and the more action you take, even if sometimes it's the wrong action, but taking action is always going to overthrow, always going to basically overcome anyone who basically stays in the gates too long and thinks about it and plans and schemes and whatever else. Anytime, any way we can ever be of help to you guys, I want you to email me directly, as a lot of you guys do. And we always email back. We have a lot of frequent emailers, and it's fine. Tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Guys, anything we can ever do for you, please let us know. Oh, I just forgot. Sorry. I know a lot of you have already tuned off. But we've been getting a lot of uh, emails, people asking about our VIP coaching program. That's the private coaching program where you get your own coach and all the rest of that. If you're interested in that, um, we're going to open that up, and we're going to have a limited number of enrollments in uh, the rest of this month. By limited, it's going to be probably less than 20. Just email me directly if you're interested in that, Tim at timandjulieharris.com. That is the nat next natural step for those of you who are in the Premier Coaching Program. If you need us for anything, please reach out. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.